0: Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at one 1- 888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues the 60th year Diamond Jubilee series with the message titled, Choosing to Serve.
1: God has given me a special message for this day in which not only we honor this these ministries, but I want to pay a special tribute to all that serve in the kingdom of God. And thank you. God has given me this message to say thank you and to also challenge all of us uh, to continue to do what God has called us to do. I said to the congregation this morning, this is one of those pastoral messages. A preacher said to me once, uh, Deacon Moore, he said, son, you, you don't ever grow up to be a preacher until you've learned that everybody doesn't have to shout after every message. Says so a young preacher, Deacon Lumpkin, gotta make a run and shout every time. It says, but when you reach the point that you said what God told you to say, and it's one of those messages that you shout from the inside. So perhaps this is one of those messages that you clap, give God a praise, but it is something that God has said to include in this diamond. Jubilee series 60 years of ministry. Psalms 84 is where the text is found. And I just want to check to make sure I have a little time. Amen. We saw the ushers march, it was great. Only thing I really missed is Deacon Nesbit leading it in step and James Young bringing up the rear out of step. Okay, amen. <laughs> never forget that image. That will always be a part of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Usher's ministry. Amen. Listen to this word. Psalms 84 verses 8, 9 and 10. NIV translation. Listen to what the Lord says. Hear my prayer Lord God Almighty. Listen to me God of Jacob look on our shield oh God look with favor someone please help me say favor Favor. on your anointed one verse 10 is where the subject for today's message is found better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere And here's the message, here's the message, here's the choice. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And those who love God's word, help me by saying amen. Amen. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject choosing to serve. Before you sit down, just wave at someone and say, it's choosing to serve. I clap those hands as you take your seats. Choosing to serve. Choosing to serve. Listen, uh, it has been said, and it is often said, and I have heard this before, and I certainly agree with this that one of the most distinguishable attributes of someone who professes to be a Christian should be that of a servant's heart. Greatest attribute is not how well you sing. Greatest attribute cannot be how well you preach. It is certainly not how much money you give. It's certainly not how many titles you can hold, but do you have a servant's heart? Because the heart matters. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you've gone anywhere, people have done things for you and they don't really mean it, the old folk will say, your heart is not in it. The heart matters. King Solomon understood this. So Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Amen. Your heart is who you are. It it is what drives you. It is what what motivates you. You see, you can fake a whole lot of other things. You got fake tails and fake nails and fake everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I may have to look for another church next Sunday. <laughs> but it's hard to fake the heart. Amen? It is just hard To fake the heart. Proverbs goes on to say in chapter 23 and verse 7 that as a person thinks in their heart, so is that person. Don't be so impressed by what comes out of someone's mouth. Because what I've learned is there's some folk who can articulate and manipulate anything. But what matters is the kind of heart you have there's some folk who can talk you into doing just about anything, but their heart isn't right. And so as a person thinks in their heart, so is that person. Listen, one of the main characteristics of an authentic servant of God is a willingness. And I want you to catch this. To serve with no strings attached. Oh, Deacon Lockhart, I'm so glad to see you, my uncle and my mentor. Whole lot of folk got strings attached. I, I, I'll be a deacon if, if, if you can put me in a good position. I'll be a choir member if I can lead every song. I'll be an usher. If I'm the head usher, I will serve on hospitality if you put me right by the door where people can see me. (laughs) Strings attached. But a authentic servant of God. Someone who serves wherever they are asked and will do whatever they are asked to do no strings listen to this it is important to point out a few things that God gave me this and quite honestly I had to go over this several times before God perfected it uh to be a part of my sermon notes and he said that I want you to get this right because I wanted to make sure I didn't mes- misrepresent God so he said say this right there because sometimes you can fumble and stumble over stuff and as I had to say yes Lord I want to get it right so listen to this everyone that serves is not a servant you do know that right everyone that serves you is not a servant so the Lord gave me three examples of those who serve without being a servant and there are this serving only because you are getting paid is called employment You got a job you're not a servant serving for the paycheck is employment second thing God dropped in my spirit he says get it right I says I will Lord I'm trying he says serving against one's will people are forcing you to do it they're making you do it it's called bondage I kind of know what that is Sal because my daddy made me sing on the choir and I didn't really want to I said, I no, I can't carry a tomb. But they said, that's all right. You're going to sing anywhere. And I, I, I looked like I enjoyed it, but I was kind of in bondage because I was out of my element. But I was there. It's not really serving with a willing heart. And here's the part that God says, please get this right. Serving because you can get something out of it. Serving because you're looking to benefit is called a hustle. Oh, my God. And you do know that there are a lot of hustlers out there. A lot of people, preacher hustlers, singing hustlers, musician hustlers. You got other folk, deacon hustlers in it. Other folk hustling you. It really isn't a service. It's a hustle. Some people do it because it looks good on their resume. Look at somebody and say a hustler. Some people do it because folk can pat you on the back. It's a hustler. That's who you are. God says, that is not true and willing servants. Then God dropped this in my spirit. He said, sadly, and I don't want you to be offended by this, no one. This is not meant personal at anyone. But God said to me, make sure this is in the note. I asked God, what are you trying to do for me? Got me preaching these hard things. You do want me to have a pulpit to go to after this? He says, say it anyhow so I've got to say it there are some people that feel as if they are too big and too busy to serve oh my God say that again some people so bougie so important so dignified so much going on in their life. They are too big, too busy to serve. Now, I often wondered about this. I said this to the congregation this morning. It's worth repeating. What amazes me is how unbusy they get when they want to go to their own stuff. I see you on social media all up in Atlanta and Charlotte and going to beyonce's concert and everybody else concert you get in your car and drive three hours for something else and can't even I, i'm not ready to come back to service yet i'm still kind of concerned about covid no you aren't <laughs> y'all have ran out with that i know it because I, I bump into you all kinds of places and because some of you are so transparent and so hungry for attention, you put all your business out there. So we know every place you've been, but you're too big and you're too busy to sing on the choir. Ushers can't get you to usher. I'm not just quite ready to come back yet. Okay, all right, whatever. Okay. Here's what God told me. I believe personally that there is no place for these kinds of attitudes and these kinds of people in the kingdom of God. Now, don't get offended at me. I told you, most messages I do, I prepare them months in advance, so I had to marinate over this. And God said to me that there is no place for folk who think that they are too busy And too big to serve in the kingdom of God. Now maybe there's a place for them in the kingdoms of men. Maybe there's a good place for them in social organizations and stuff. And you can go and you can be bougie and you can look good and all of that. And you can be high and mighty. And maybe you fit right in. But in the kingdom of God. When it's all about servanthood, it's hard for an upper bougie, sometime, no Holy Ghost person to have a comfort level in the kingdom of God trying to serve. Listen to the examples. John chapter 13. I encourage you to read that sometimes. Verses 1 through 17. Jesus demonstrates something very powerful to his disciples. He enters into the upper room the last week of his life, and he is about to be betrayed, crucified, uh, denied. And he goes into an upper room to share with them some incredible words from God. But before he gets into John 14, let not your heart be troubled, before he gets into John 15, before he gets into John 16 and all of the others, he does something that blows their mind. He washes their feet. Why does Jesus wash their feet? Because when they enter into a room, they had a borrowed room. And it is customary uh, if there is not a servant, if you're not rich enough, to have some hired help, then the lowest person on the tolling pole would submit themselves and they would become the foot washers. They would take a towel and they would wash the guests' feet. So Jesus sits there and just waits and no one gets up, Pastor Lawson. Not Peter, not James, not John sons of Zebedee, no one gets up to wash each other's feet so Jesus does something that absolutely blows their mind I remember taking a course when I was at CIU of this and Dr. Hatch taught this and it blew my mind and he took two weeks to deal with John 13 talks about how Jesus took the tower girded himself took off his outer robe knelt down grabbed the stinky, smelly feet of the disciples and began to wash their feet. Peter was so guilty. Peter is so transparent. Peter said to him, Lord, you cannot wash my feet. Peter was told by Jesus, I don't wash your feet. You don't have any part with me. It was not about a ritual, but it was about teaching them about submission. And Jesus said to them, if I, the Lord of Lords, if I, the son of God, can wash your crusty, dirty, smelly, stinking, dirty up, crawled up, toenail feet. You ought to be able to wash one another's feet. He embarrassed them. He said to them, servants are not about positions. But it is about a relationship with God. Paul understood this. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 7 Paul knowing the story of Jesus and how he washed their feet. Paul writes this incredible chapter in chapter 2 verse 7 of the book of Philippians and Paul says Jesus, listen to this took upon himself the nature of a servant In other words, nobody made him serve. Jesus volunteered. Jesus willingly chose to serve. He took upon himself the nature of a servant. Look, if you've got to serve uh, because folk are making you serve, uh, then you need to find something else to do. Because service ought to be something you're willing. And I know it's hard and it's tough sometimes. And it gets tough until to the ushers and the hospitality people, my heart goes out to you so very much, my great neighbor, Sister Tina Chapman, and I used to talk years ago. And I said, Tina, I'm praying for you. She said, Oh, Darrell, my feet hurt so much after Sunday, standing around, and I so admired. But here's the challenge to all of my young divas out there. I see you. To all all of my dressed up YSL, St. John, Louis Vuitton, Gucci pocketbook totem, divas out there, there ought to be one Sunday you can lay the name brand down. There ought to be one Sunday. You don't have to dress up in a designer outfit. You can put on your badge, put on your uniform, and blend in like everybody else and say, this is for the kingdom of God. And much is given, much is required of. Some of you, you know you ought to serve God because God has been too good for you to act so cute and to be so stuck up. Is there anybody can think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for you and know you ought to? You can sing one Sunday. Come on. You can. I can't. Y'all, I'm getting in trouble. We got prima damas, I'm not talking about we, just in Bible Way, from, from all areas of ministry. Somebody asked me the other day, say, where are the preachers? I said, I saw them. They were here. I said, when were they here, Pastor Lawson? February, January, and March, when they had their little 15 minutes of fame in the Memorial Chapel, and they had to preach. Nobody had to call them then when somebody said we need you to preach they showed up despite COVID protocol and despite being worried about it they showed up because they were front and centered but can you show up when you're not the main attraction can you show up when it's your job to sit in the pews and pray for the anointing to destroy the yoke and to bind folk Uh, we need folk Elder Jennifer who show up Without being in charge, is there anybody say, "Hear my Lord"? I know how to get them to show up. Have Lawson, Mac, Harold knows caller. Pastor wants you to preach. on that? oh yeah, we, I'll, I'll be there. But see, God is not pleased with those kind of uppity, selfish attitude god said i need you to show up when it's not about you when the spotlight is not about you we need some help mates somebody need to show up just to pray and bind the adversary in the atmosphere somebody needs to show up when you're not on duty to walk and touch and agree and say in the name of jesus i'll you even when you don't have to sing i'll you It's not easy. May I preach? Can I preach? Should I preach? Listen, experts in the field of human behavior would tell you that willingly submitting to anyone as a servant seems to go against the basic instinct of human nature. In other words, human beings were not designed, Brother just so that we can submit ourselves. We are designed. More so, to be served, not to serve. It is just the nature of humanity. You want to get on somebody's good side? Serve them. Give them something. Amen. And so, experts in the area of human behavior will declare that in order uh, to do the opposite, you need what they call of a change of human nature. I call it a change of heart. You need God to enter into your heart and say, "Transform my heart." David understood this when he writes in Psalms 51, "Create in me a clean heart, and renew in me a right spirit." And I so applaud you. I so applaud those who do the hard jobs, those who are still singing, still ushering, still being on their posts, still doing what God has called them to do, because. You know that with God, God will reward you when others have forgotten. And that is why we have to ask God to do something that human nature pushes against. It it, it takes a certain spirit to humble yourself. That's why the Bible says humble yourself before the Lord. I tell people all the time there are two attributes that are needed for you to be anything that matters in the kingdom of God and for that matter any leadership position and that is humility and integrity. If you don't have humility then you ought not serve. If you don't have integrity uh, then you ought not serve because when you don't have integrity you 're steal. When you don't have humility you'll pump yourself up. And there's nothing worse than somebody who steals and pumping themselves up at the same time. But when you're humble and say, Lord, whatever they need me to do, I'm willing to do it. I do it. I tell you the story and we we'll move on to the text quickly. My dad. As an adult man, went to CIU just to take some courses uh, way back early on, many, many, many years ago. And one of the things the university had at that time was they had what they called consecrated service. Every student in that school had to do something. You had to do something: clean the building, vacuum the floor, do something. Here's my dad, a pastor, pastor Lawson. Here's my dad, a bishop, sitting in the classroom, and they said to him, uh, Andrew, we need you to choose something to do. But I'm sorry to say, I know you're a pastor, you may not want to do this. All we got is bathroom duties. And Dad says, Give me the mop. And he says, As a pastor and a preacher, he went in and cleaned bathrooms while he was a student and he said to me it was the greatest lesson of his life because it reminded him that humility comes without titles preach pastor jackson and if your title supersedes your humility then you're not a servant of God, and you ought to be able to do whatever the Lord asks you to do. You need somebody to sweep the floor here, my Lord. Need somebody to take out the trash here, my Lord. Need someone to park the cars? Here am I. Lord, such is the text of today's message. Psalms 84 is an incredible text for the next few moments. Let us look at this text. It is believed, and this is so important, that it was written by one of the sons of Korah. You know Korah, the cousin of Moses. Korah, the sons of Korah, later on, went on to be a leaders in the tabernacle. They were worship leaders. They were devoted worship leaders, singers in the tabernacle. In other words, they were upfront. They were in prominent positions. They were in a position where people could see them because they led worship and they praised God. But the sons of Korah had another responsibility. In the tabernacle, they were worship leaders, but in the temple, they were doorkeepers. Help me, Holy Ghost. They were door- And God said to me in preparation for this message, this is what the kingdom is all about. Those who sets up high, there's no job that is beneath them. Uh, it is just as important. In fact, I would rather tell you that it is perhaps more important to be a nice doorkeeper than an anointed singer. Because if you put the wrong doorkeeper at the door, some folk may not ever get to the altar. <laughs> some folk got spirits that are so nasty that before they go and stand on anybody's door they need to get their heart right because somebody come into church and you sucking your teeth rolling your eyes getting mad at them they may not ever accept jesus but when you've got the spirit of god and folk treat you badly say all kinds of stuff about you and their bad nappy head children stepping on your feet spitting, slapping you, doing all of that you still say I love you and for God be the glory somebody ought to help me celebrate the doorkeepers
2: come on and celebrate. Well, Listen,
1: the sons of Korah were worshippers musicians, and doorkeepers. <laughs> Somebody will catch that tomorrow. The author of the psalms began to write in verses 1 and 2. Take note of what he says. He writes these words. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns even faint for the court's of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Goes on to write in verses 8 and 9. Can I preach? May I preach? Should I preach? He writes, hear my prayer. Lord God Almighty, listen to me. God of Jacob. On our shield, O God, here's the word, look with favor on your anointed one. And then the psalmist, the son of Korah, worship leader, musician, and the doorkeeper writes these words in verse number 10, NIV translation. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere i would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my god than to dwell in the tents of the wicked i thought i'll share with you before the altar experienced three key insights from these incredible inspiring words from one of the sons of korah Insight number one is this the psalmist, here is his testimony. The psalmist prayed for the favor of God so that he, the psalmist, would be able to serve in whatever way that it will be pleasing to God. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice wants the favor of God on your life? Don't y'all fool me now, but somebody lift those hands and say, Lord, send your favor, send your favor. Grace of God. Anybody glad for God's favor? I, I I just want any grateful folk that the favor of God woke you up this morning, started you on your way. Somebody make the devil mad and shout favor. Somebody shout favor. Lift those hands and say, Lord send down your favor. Favor will take you where credentials cannot. Favor will take you where a degree cannot. Favor will take you where money cannot. Somebody ought to help me give God
2: your best praise for favor
1: I sense the favor of God I sense the favor of God I
3: sense I sense look at your neighbor
1: Ain't standing, I'm almost done. Second, second key insight. Second key insight the psalmist's desire was to spend the rest of his life in the presence of the Lord, being of service to the kingdom of God. Nobody ought to make you come to church. <laughs> somebody had me almost convinced they Carlos. I was this close they said about five church members you need to call because they haven't been back since COVID all they need is a little push from you I was almost lost I had the number in my hand then I went into my prayer closet I said now help me understand something it's the God who wakes them up every morning it's the God who protects them over the dangerous highways if the god who puts food on their table and clothes on their back if god is not enough to get them to worship god i don't need to be babysitting somebody for when i think of his goodness and what he's done for me when i i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house the
2: Lord
1: tell somebody I had to show up tell your neighbor I had to show up tell your neighbor I've got to show up I got to show up I got to show up I've got to show up God has been too good too Number three, the final one, he prayed for favor, he desired to show up, and number three, the psalmist chose to be of service to God, his choice of service was the doorkeeper. You can choose anything you want. His choice of service was a doorkeeper. Show me your preferences, and I'll show you what kind of person you are. Show me your choices, and I'll show you what kind of person you are. Give me your direct TV scroll line, and I'll look at what you chose to look at for the last month, and I'll tell you where your passion is. Show me your credit card receipt. And I'll tell you what kind of person you are. Your preferences reveal your personality. So he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper that's my preference I would rather be the one who opens the door and welcomes those into the house of the Lord before they see me they see you before they hear me they hear you and if you aren't anointed enough to lead them into a consecrated spirit of worship you make the preacher's job hard. I had a preacher once told me, I had an usher I couldn't get rid of. Baptist preacher, yeah. In Baptist churches, you gotta be careful, because they'll vote you out the next week. He said they were from the same family. I said, why'd you want to get rid of He said, because everybody coming to the church, they fuss. What you wearing that for? Usher, you ought not be wearing that to church slapping guys take that hat off (laughs) keep that old nasty baby quiet (laughs) I said brother preacher what did you do he said pastor I know what to do because this is a small church and I knew that this is one of the matriarchs of the family that if I tried to remove her that the whole family would leave the church so I prayed to God and said have your way Lord he said, next thing I know, somebody said, she had a fall. She broke her ankle. So she's not going to be able to usher anymore. The preacher said, hold my mule. <laughs> Look at somebody said, God will make a way. Out <laughs> of no way. What are you saying, Pastor? Your attitude matters. And I say to you today thank you because some of you have to put up with so much and it matters so much. Listen, I want to conclude this message with this personal question. i share with you the three insights. You can go and, and get it on our website and share it and like it on our website and share it to others and Just pass the word on. But I want to leave you with this question. It's personal. This isn't a touch your neighbor question. (laughs) Uh, Y'all just look at me on this one. (laughs) This is just you and God. Here's the question. Will you choose to serve? It's a choice it is your preference when you help those young men brother Edmund it makes a difference because of what you did my son is off the streets today because you chose to serve when you do things for the service of God it makes a difference so I'm here to tell you That the same ushers ought not be ushering as much as they do. Some of them have been doing this for a long time. And they get tired sometimes. And it's so good to see some young people in the mix. But we need some of you. Here's the question. Will you choose to serve? Everybody that's got a phone, take your phone out. We don't have registration outside. Scan that barcode. (laughs) And we've got a job for you to do. Come on, scan it. Scan it. This morning we put it out, and so many of them this morning chose to serve. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too busy certainly are not too important to serve everybody ought to serve I gave you the example Bishop Jackson went to CIU and cleaned bathrooms because that was his Christian service and my dad was as happy as he could be never once complained and talked about it God is calling you God has said, I'm looking for servants. Here's how the Bible puts it. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. We need someone to help with our senior citizens, don't we, Sam? We need someone who will take seniors to the doctor. We need someone who can cut the grass of a widower in a church this size no elderly mother ought to have to pay anybody to cut their grass amen no elderly person ought to have to wonder how am I going to my next doctor's appointment God is looking for someone to serve The message is entitled Choosing to Serve. Will you accept the challenge? But pastor, I'm already a preacher or a deacon, but that doesn't mean that you are a servant. Be a serving preacher and a serving deacon. You need things to do. We've got things for you to do. But before you can accept the challenge God has to work on our hearts and work on our spirits you can't compete with what God has called you to do you have to say here my Lord I'll give myself to you I'll give myself away so the altar is now open because the truth of the matter is all of us have some things in our hearts That God needs to work on. The altar is now open for anyone that wants to come, anyone that just has a request, anyone that says, I need you to do something. Listen, William McDowell wrote this song, and it's so powerful. And it's all about selfless service to God. The lyrics of the song say, I give myself away so that you can use me here am I, here I stand Lord my life is in your hands I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me I give myself away you all see this young man right here, Corey come on, y'all put the cameras on him. so proud of you man This week, I saw you with Judy Gasson on WIS. You ought to hear his story. Vibrant, young man, athletic, woke up one morning diagnosed with MS. Lost his mobility, but he refused to have a pity party. He refused to sit down. He started, in fact, I wore your t-shirt the other day. I sent you a picture of me wearing your t-shirt saying, be strong. He started a foundation to tell folk, dads, get MS too, but you don't have to give up. And he turned a tragedy into a ministry because he was called to serve. Is there anybody else that said, Lord, use my pain. Use whatever I went
3: through? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. And give yep. away Son, oh, you can use
1: Sure, if they can do it, it was just a last minute idea. But I am so proud of this young man. I'm proud of Corey because he took a tragedy and turned it into a ministry. He started something called Take a Bite Out of MS, in which he wanted to help other men who experienced MS. To know that they don't have to give up and he doesn't even know I was gonna say this. they they weren't prepared for this upstairs I just shouted to him at the last minute wanted wanted them to get this I want to show you this picture so he was at WIS and streaming now my face because I walked with you every step of your journey I got that initial call from you when you were diagnosed But I saw you on television, smiling, wrote a book, created a foundation. Last week, gave away backpacks, helped other people. And God says that's what service is all about. So I say to you, thank you. And I want to, if, if they got you covered, thank you, team upstairs. Here, here's a picture, here's a picture of, of, of just the t shirt, if they got it. This is what he was able to do. This is me celebrating this, this brother right now. There it is. That's his t shirt, taking a bite out of MS. That's me at my desk, working and working out. And, and which are, you didn't even know I was going to do that. Okay, I'm not here to promote your T-shirt, but I'm here to tell you that I support you, brother. And I love when anybody can take a tragedy and turn it into a blessing. So everybody, I give myself. I give myself to you. I give myself
3: away. I give myself away. I, give myself away. I give away.
1: God is ready to change who you are. You can't be forced to serve. That's called bondage. You cannot be paid for everything that you do. That's called employment. You cannot do it just because you want to get something out of it in the end. That is called a hustle. But true service is when you say, Lord, here am I. School teachers, thank you for what you do. Others, thank you. Because I know you don't do it for the money because we don't pay you enough money. All of you, thank you. Usher's hospitality, healthcare, thank you. Choir, parking lot attendants, thank you. Deacons, ministers, thank you. Is there someone, if there is anyone, who today says Lord I want today to be the first day and I start by committing myself to you I want to join the church if you're not a member of any church if you're looking for a church home we invite you uh, our goal is not to proselyte anyone if you have a church home we say congratulations to you but if you're looking for someone to pray for you and your family and to cover you whew, give us the privilege and the honor of doing that. If you're just looking for God to change your direction, God says today is your day. Let us pray, eternal Father. We thank you, we bless you. Thank you for the Miss Renettes. Thank you for the Corey Mitchells. Thank you for others that are here. Thank you for those who serve with no recognition. Thank you for the James Edmonds who touch young men's lives. Thank you, Lord, for all of those who worship you with their service. I thank you for the Usher Ministry here, by the way, hospitality, healthcare ministry. God, encourage them, give them help, Lord. Allow others to come so that they can get
0: rest. Others can... You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina. Just stop Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at BWCAR.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Choosing to Serve, please call us at 803-776-1238, reference sermon number 071623. Again, The telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 071623. The Bible Way Church Women's Ministry will host the Fifth Saturday Fellowship Saturday, July 29th, 9 a.m. to 1230 p.m. in the Memorial Chapel. All ladies are invited to attend. This event is free. Join us for fellowship please register online at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org. Or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting bwcar.org and your giving amount to the number seven three two five six. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.